Tonight on the official, we finally unveil the freak list. Everyone's been wanting to see it. The 2023 most athletic, most skilled, biggest freaks of the entire class has been, has been categorized and sorted to a top 50 by our writers, Matt and David. And we are going to go through a bunch of these and reveal them even more. Um, and then, of course, link you to the article at, at the end of the video so you can see all 50 plus honorable mentions. I mean, we're talking about at least 500, maybe even 1,000 players that these guys went through. This is the official. Welcome into the show, Matt and David. Big day for you guys. We released the freak list. How did you think it went, the big debut? I think it couldn't have gone better. I, I feel like we got pretty good reception from the community as a whole, and you know, people respond well to it, I think. Yeah, I think it was really good feedback. It's, it's just a fun project to work on in general. I think Matt and I, we have a passion for researching, so this is like right up our alley. Yeah. It was really great. I read it. Um, obviously, it kind of had some idea of who would be in it, but there were guys I've still never heard of until I read them in that piece. So really great eye-opening stuff. Um, before we get started, like always, if you like what you're seeing here, please like and subscribe to the video. That helps us get more awareness to what we're doing here on the official. And be sure and visit campustocanton.com, our uh, parent website, where you can find the Freaklist article, as well as uh, rankings, ADP, other articles, both from the college fantasy side, the NFL fantasy side, and of course, our recruiting coverage as well. Um, just going to be continuing to ramp up throughout the summer, and we're always doing something new over there. So campuscandidate.com, you can become a member for $2.99 a month. Tonight, we are dedicating everything to this really awesome piece of work you guys have put out. You know, of course, the freak list. We've talked about it for a little while. Um, can you remind everyone... Uh, both Matt and David, kind of what is it? What did what exactly did you do to define a freak? And then, um, you know, how did you get him in order from one to 50? Essentially, we're just we're basically looking at historical athletic markers. And we're kind of comparing this class to all those other guys. Um, I think we probably lean towards, you know, bigger guys a little bit like we 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 try to adjust for size, too, because, you know, like, for instance, Cam Seldon. Um, you know, he's 200, he can go over 22 miles per hour and he's like 220 pounds. That's just, there's not a lot of guys that can do that. And so like right away, we already know like that guy's going to be really high for us. We didn't know he'd be one number one, but you know, that that's part of it. Some of these guys, we, we have zero data on, um, and we pretty much go to the film and we, we look for him. Like maybe we'll just, some guy will just pop out to us and be like, that guy looks pretty fast and we'll just grab a mile per, per hour real quick. And like that, all of a sudden that guy is like in the mix too. So um, generally speaking though, it's just like comparing and you're looking for like outliers too, like um, some of these tight ends. I don't want to like give everyone off a list or whatever because yeah, we want, we want people to go and read the article, but like, like number four on our list is a tight end and he has like some very unique trait. You just don't see these numbers for, for tight ends in high school. It's, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I know who you're talking about, and he had 
if I remember correctly, 10 inch hands already uh, and 35 inch arms, six foot 10 wingspan, which is just like, that's a pterodactyl out there. I mean, that's incredible. And, you know, these are all rising seniors. So all these numbers, all these measurements are as juniors. I mean, there's definitely reason to believe some of them might grow a little bit. And obviously they're going to refine their skills and their technique and probably put up better numbers as time goes on. Matt, anything to add on there? Uh, no, I think David pretty much covered it all. I, in conjunction with this, we have been working on an athleticism database that helped drive and source some of our numbers and, you know, compare and c- contrast everything. Because, you know, as you can see in the article, all the percentiles and things like that, we were making scores. We were, you know, just trying to level the playing field between all the different events because we looked at, you know, everything in track that we can. Like all the lifting stuff we can, all the running stuff, all the combine stuff, all the miles per hour, all that. We were trying to just get make it as fully encompassing as possible so we weren't, you know, missing a giant area. Yeah, I think that's really key for everyone uh, who reads the article and who's listening and watching this right now is that this was not just like, oh, a gut feeling this guy, you know, is athletic. Like, you guys as we always like to do on the official, but I mean, you guys made it into a science. This is not just off the cuff. I watched, you know, two highlights and said, this guy's a freak. Like this is actually categorizing and sorting and saying, you know, these are the most athletically impressive people. So a lot, a lot of work went into this. I think I said on Twitter today, you looked at least 500 players, but Matt, you said that was incredibly conservative. So, you know, maybe it's closer to 750 or a thousand in one class. 2023 this is only 2023 so you know we we dug deep to bring you the best of the best some of these guys aren't even ranked on um the recruiting sites just yet they don't even have stars yet but you know probably they will uh but it's not like we're just ranking the top 10 players this is super deep and you know of course there's some five stars in there too um right rightfully so but this is just everybody from all walks of the class so thank you for your hard work again uh really really fun stuff everybody in the entire company was like super pumped for this to come out what i want to do is do a random number generator we'll give the people some real name whatever number lands one to 50 you guys just give us a quick blurb on why he made it in the list and what makes him stand out and if you feel spicy why don't you give us a ridiculous ceiling comp you know, of of an NFL star, even if it's off the cuff, even if it's not planned, just throw a name out there, uh, get the juices flowing. So Matt, let's start with you. And we're going beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, 25. Okay. I don't know this guy, Marquise Johnson. Okay. Yeah. 176 out of, out of Texas. Is he committed to Missouri? Yes, he is committed. Committed to Missouri. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so he's one of the faster straight line speed guys in this class with just his track times. Uh, and on the field, I got him at 21.7 miles per hour, which was great. Uh, a lot of the track guys we had measured, you know, a lot of the track guys were faster than this, but they weren't that good in the field, so they don't have, like, measurable plays. And, you know, guys like that definitely took a bump down the list a little bit. But Marquise can actually play, you know, pretty good ball. He's going to be mostly, you know, a downfield guy. He's not overly big, but you know, he should be able to at least play some outside. And you know, he's going to have a high eight eye, especially with Sam Horn slinging it downfield. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Sam Horn, freshman QB coming in. 
uh, was throwing to Travis Hunter in high school. So now he's got another guy coming in who should be pretty fun to throw to. Uh, and we know that Sam Horn, if nothing else, he can wind up and chuck it down deep. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some concerns for other parts of his game, but like I think yeah. his deep ball uh, should be good and utilized with a guy like Marquise Johnson. All right, David, let's do this. Boop, 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 boop. 43. Oh, another, another, well, Marquez, Marquez Stevenson, six foot 170. Looks like he's committed to Texas Tech, meaning if they keep that same offense, there's high college fantasy production here on the horizon, potentially. Yeah, so. Um, not a surprise. He's another big track guy, 10, five, nine, 100 meter, um, which is in the 80th percentile. He's also, you actually don't see a lot of 100 guys that run their 100 and the 400 a lot yeah. or like perform very well in both, in, in both those races, but he has a 90th percentile 400 meter, which is pretty crazy. 47, 18. Um, and he can back it up on the field as well. So, you know, 21 point is it? 21.5 miles per hour, I think it was, on the field. So, And uh, Matt actually told me a fun fact. He's actually from the same town as the ex-Houston wide receiver, Marquez Stevenson. Is that right? Yeah. So I have to compare him to him. That's my comp, right? I mean. Easy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he put up tremendous uh, college production. So another Marquez Stevenson from the same town. Uh, and plays the same way. That's pretty funny. But, you know, Marcus Stevenson, great in college, got drafted by the Bills. All right, Matt, back to you. Let's generate a random number. 30. Staying high in the high numbers here. Oh, just missed okay, Quentin Joyner. We'll go Quentin Joyner uh, com- out of Texas, committed to Southern Cal. He's 5'10", 190, and I think he's really fast. Yeah. Uh, Joiner is pretty fast. We got him at 21.4 miles per hour. Um, he did do track. You know, he got a 10.99, which doesn't, you know, it's not as good as the 21.4, but it's still a good time, especially at 190 pounds, which he's rumored to be up to, what was the thing, 205, 210? Well, his dad tweeted out that he was 213, but um, okay. yeah, I don't know. His his huddle says 203. I don't, I'm not sure. He looks bigger I than 190. I love you guys go on the parent tweets. To get all your information, <laughs> you gotta get what you can. Yeah, and uh, along the speed, the joiner is really strong too. He he has a lot of good lifting maxes, and he does the uh, shot put. Yeah, the shot put forty nine feet, which is very very good, especially for a skill player. We have linemen that you know hit that occasionally. So that's about it on him. I don't, I don't know if I have a comp yeah, for him. That's though. really interesting. I mean. Bo Jackson, so his shot put just put in context, uh, which is, I mean, this is just the kind of research you're not going to find anywhere else. His shot put is about the same as Bo Jackson, equal with Jonathan Stewart and better than Saquon Barkley and Nicholas Singleton. So TBD, if shot put is correlated with future (laughs) fantasy. Functional functional strength. But it is functional strength, and um, you know I think coordination—the way that you have to do it—like it's there's definitely a lot of technique there. So, you know, it show I think it kind of gives the picture of a guy who is uh, dedicated to a craft and does you know technique is important in all those events. So, like someone who's very detail oriented, you're going to need to be that way 
to be good at those events. So very interesting stuff. Great shot putter and not nearly as heavy as some of those other guys. I mean, you said he's maybe 205, 210 max, but Barkley, you know, Jonathan Stewart, uh, Bo Jackson, I'm sure were all 10 pounds heavier at least when they were doing some of those things. Um, okay, David, let's give you another one. Maybe we'll do one more each. Uh, but let's do all the way down to number three. Who's that? Oh, yeah. I love watching him on tape. And I think a lot of people got a lot more exposure to him at the last camp. He was he performed really well. I think he was the wide receiver MVP at the camp down in Florida. The name of Under Armour Future 50. Yeah. Everyone saw his one-handed grab. Everyone saw his crazy flips. Um Guy is a beast on the track, 10-3-3, 100-meter, 21-01, 200-meter. Those are both 93rd percentile. I mean, his jumps are berserk, like over 24 feet. Like any event he's in, like he's going to excel in. Like over a 46 triple jump, that's really good. 21.4 miles per hour on the field, so it's not just on the track. He, can, he actually plays fast. You like to see that. And like for his size, he is really strong. Like – a 515 squat and he weighs 170. I mean, all right, that's like triple his weight. So that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, 275 bench. That's what is that? It's not quite, it's like one and a half times his weight or something. Um, and then he's got a 300 pound clean. So I, I think everyone has the same comp for this guy. Like, I think everyone sees it too. Like, Jalen Waddle is just mm -hmm. his comp. Like, yeah. I don't know who, who else you can comp to at this point. Like, Every way you look at it, like the way they play, the way they their size and everything, like it just matches up really well. Yeah, and this is Zachariah Branch. I think we we're all chiming in together, maybe, but that's Zachariah Branch going to USC. I would, I mean, I kind of totally agree with you there, especially on on that high ceiling comp. But you're totally right. I mean, the way so all the things that you said, but then also the way that he translates that to movement on the field is really impressive. You know, one of these guys that you can tell totally in control of his body, you know, going, operating at high, high gear, but never out of control, crisp on all movements, very much like Waddle. I mean, that was the thing that just struck me about Waddle was operating at such a high level, but like never looking wild and out of control. Everything's very, uh, very, um, focused on his movements. So I think, I mean, I think the sky's the limit with Branch. I know Matt was kind of the first one who really told me, you know, Zachary Branch is the guy. He's the dude. And uh, it's turned out to be pretty much true. Um, all right, Matt, let's do, let's see. We've done two each. Let's do one more because this is fun. 43. 43, all the way back up. Oh, we already did 43. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just did 43. 22. Wow. Lucky 22 is, oh, this is a good one. Oh, We've yeah, talked about him before, but tell us why Ruben Owens is a freak. He went to Louisville as like the number one running back in the country, which is pretty, uh, you know, a top three, pretty shocking commitment. We talked about him when he committed, but what makes him 22 on our freak list? Yeah, so he has just a lot of available information, a lot of athletic measurements available, and they're just all, you know, some of them are all right, but a lot of them are really good. Like his 10, 6, 8, 100 meter time, that's really good, 73rd percentile. He's been clocked at 21.5 miles per hour on the field by, um, <clears throat> sorry, by uh, Raz, which is very good, 86th percentile. 
He does the triple jump. He does the long jump. We have combine numbers on him, the 4540, 34 vert. Uh, the shuttle's kind of lacking, but he moves well laterally on tape, so that's not a huge worry. And yeah, he's just got so many numbers, and they're all good, and that's just you know, verified. It's good. Yeah, and incredible production. I mean, didn't he have – Oh, yeah. Over yeah, if we want to just talk about the players, the whole – yeah, he had, he was one of the most productive receivers. Yeah, like the most productive running backs in all of the country mm-hmm. last year as a, as a junior. Uh, yeah. All right, last one for David, and then we'll move on. Number 49 at the very end of our list. Oh, yeah, I, this guy's pretty interesting. Jeremiah Love, six foot 190 out of Missouri, uh, but an undecided player at this point. I think he's kind of an athlete, but a lot of people think maybe we'll end up as a running back. What do you think? Yeah, I actually know him decently because Notre Dame is uh, is in on his recruitment. I know a lot of teams are looking at him as a, as a defensive back, but I think Notre Dame's recruiting him as a running back. But I think that's his best spot to – you know, in my opinion, um, his camp times are, are pretty big, 448, 40, a 35-inch vertical, 119-inch broad. Those are all strong. Um, and he also did track as well, 1076, 100, 2211, 2211, 200 meter. Those are, you know, all above 60 percentiles. So, like, he just made the list, but he's, obvi- I mean, in the scope of things, he's definitely a freak. He's got good size. It's six foot one ninety, um, with a pretty big. He's got a pretty good frame. Like I, th- I definitely see him as a guy that'll hit like the two two hundred and ten pound mark that we're always looking for. Right. Um, yeah, he strikes me as kind of a, a yeah. And when you you're, his frame, he's kind of like a big. I feel like he's got kind of long arms. There's kind of a, a lot of space to add weight there. Um, you know, and just for anyone listening, I think we get really desensitized to like four four two forties because we pay attention to the NFL combine. And if you're that good that you're making it to the combine, you know, you probably do run a four, four. When we're talking about looking at guys in the vast scope of high school athletes who are running a verified four, four, it's freaky. I mean, this is not normal. Uh, this is the high, high, high end of uh, high, certainly high school athletes. So we do get desensitized, I think, but just wanted to reiterate like, if a guy runs a 4-4, verified, true 4-4, not just listed on his profile, but like actually you have the number, very impressive stuff. Um, all right, awesome. Great, great article. Go check it out. We'll link it in the description. All 50 plus, I think you've got almost 15 or 20, um, 15 or 20 uh, honorable mentions. And and. This is all really fantasy relevant stuff because this is who you know we follow for our website. So, you know, this is really digging deep. This is not all players. Um, we would probably have some defensive t- uh, linemen and, and stuff like that if we really looked at everybody. But this is all fantasy relevant. Okay, moving on to commitments. But first, I think a pretty relevant D commitment, which which escaped my gaze last week. But Chris Parson, who is an Elite 11 finalist, he's a four-star quarterback. I saw him at the at the Nashville Elite 11. He performed well and drew drew rave reviews. He he decommits from FSU, and decommitments is on, are honestly fairly rare. I mean, they do flip, people flip. This happens, but if you go look at the decommitment list, he did this almost like a week or two weeks ago. There's not another one listed. So whereas commitments roll in every single week, 
decommitments are fairly rare. So kind of a big deal. A guy that had been committed to FSU for like definitely over a year. What does anyone have a thoughts on this? Like, I know there's some rumors they're pursuing Brock Glenn, who is another Elite 11 finalist, but like pushing Car, you know, Parson out does not sound very smart. I think he's a pretty good player. Any thoughts on, on this decommitment? Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, if they're trying to if they were pushing him out, I'm not exactly sure how that's going, but yeah, it's from everything I've seen, they're definitely going after Brock Glenn. I don't know, maybe they think he has a higher ceiling or. But, uh, you know, I like Chris Parson. Um, I saw him at the Elite 11. It's it's probably not the best environment for him to really like really shine. Like, he's more of a gamer, I feel like. Like, just go to the film. That. I can buy Yeah, that. go to the film for him. Like, he's, he has pretty good film. Like, he's a playmaker. And, like, the best portion of the Elite 11 for him was probably the 7v7. The, actual, the part, even though it's kind of fake football, at least it's closer to real football than these accuracy contests and and pro day stuff so he's you know i don't mind the spot for him because he's i kind of liked him at florida at florida state to be honest because he's you know he's not too dissimilar from like a jordan travis but uh, i guess he's looking at mississippi state now i you know it's tough to say that's obviously a fun offense too we'll follow that i mean he's a he's a pretty high caliber player so kind of a big deal to lose a, a qb commitment uh, that had been committed for like a year, over a year. I mean, that feels like a big deal. Um, all right. We have a lot of commitments. Let's try to keep it kind of rapid fire. I will take the three Florida commitments that happened actually last week and didn't uh, we didn't get to talk about them. But um, Marcus Stokes, Trayon Webb, and Eugene Wilson, a trio of, you know, Tier below, you know, these aren't these aren't like the superstars of the class. Uh, but Florida pulled in three offensive players, which is pretty impressive. Um, I will say, uh, Tran Webb, his tape isn't incredible to me. I think he got injured, so maybe you know, juice left to squeeze there. Eugene Wilson's pretty exciting. I think he's kind of a slot guy, um, but but very quick, fast. Marcus Stokes, the guy to kind of talk about a little bit, and I'd love if you guys had any thoughts on him. Um, very raw, I would say. I think he only started as a junior. It was his first time, you know, starting full time. I I don't hate the the take here, uh, just because I think there's upside if things come together. Now, I think he could either be very exciting, David. You saw him and saw you. I know you've said he was kind of like slick, some off platform stuff, um, ability to kind of move a lot, probably out of structure. If he tightens up the rest of his game, I think he could be a pretty exciting prospect. He could also like never start for Florida and transfer. I mean, I, I think there's a very wide range of outcomes with Stokes. Um, and, you know, chime in. Otherwise, we can move to the next one, which is a pretty big commitment, too. Yeah, I agree with all that. It's just he's mostly just an out-of-structure guy. Just needs to tighten things up inside the pocket because he does have a, a nice upside, I think. Okay. Justice Haynes, Georgia legacy, borderline five-star running back, although I don't think there's any five-star running backs right now is going to Bama. This was a pretty big get for Alabama. I really like Justice Hayes. I think he's a nice, well-rounded player, really good route runner and receiver as a running back. Um, how do you guys think he fits at Bama? I, I know there's some sentiment that he's like kind of a role player maybe in that in that room uh, for a few years. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's just uh, the, the, the decision between Georgia and Alabama didn't make much of a difference for me because I think Either way, he's a guy that he's not going to jump over the guys 
the class ahead of him. I think he's going to have to ride it out and wait for his turn unless he transfers. So, at best case scenario, he's waiting at least two seasons, maybe three. And that's not – yeah. To be the lead back, yeah. Especially Alabama doesn't really rotate that much. They usually just find a guy and stick him in. And then Georgia, you know, they at least do rotate a good amount, but that kind of hurts the lead back. But, it, yeah, it's just – I do I, it's hard to knock a guy for going to a school the caliber of Alabama, but it's just – it's when it gets this loaded and this packed, it just becomes a detriment. It's kind of like the honesty wide receiver room to a certain point. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. It's tough to get too excited from a fantasy angle when they go to these crowded rooms like this. You'd much rather see the Ruben Ovens to, to Louisville and know he's going to get 300 carries his first year. Um, Jelani Thurman, big-time tight end, commits to Ohio State, so yet another pass catcher, even though he's not a wide receiver. Anybody have thoughts on Jelani Thurman? I haven't watched. Yeah, you're the Ohio State guy. Yeah, I, I like John. He's got – we weren't able to find a wingspan on him, but he's definitely, you know, he's hitting 80 plus inches probably. Like he, mm-hmm. he is monstrous, monstrously built. Uh, you know, he looks like, he literally looks like a power forward, except you know, he's a little short for basketball. But that that's kind of the role he's going to play. It's just the, the big red zone. It's almost like, I, I don't want to make this sound like a bad comparison, but he's kind of like a Darnell Washington from Georgia, except he's much skinnier. So but in terms of just the physical, like the frame. If, Imposing, if, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, honestly, I, I don't think the book's written on on Washington. Um, I, I don't think he's as raw as Washington either. But I bet you he'll get drafted anyway. I mean, you know, and if you're talking about at this point, a guy who could get drafted three, four years from now, that's that's a win. Um, uh, David, I think you kind of know this next guy, uh, I guess, Benny Ngoi is going to Iowa State. He's a three-star, and he's on. He's a top-ten freak. We had to talk about him. Yeah, he's he's in the top ten. Um, he's got a really – let me just bring it up real quick. I think he's got a 6'10 wingspan. He's oh. like 6'4", he's like 180. Um, when, I, when I watched his tape, um, I was ex- – for some reason, I, I don't know, maybe just biases, I thought he would be – like all athlete, there was a little bit more like receiver skill than I was expecting. It's still, you know, he's got a way to go, a ways to go still. Um, and he's like lacking production. So like his profile, overall profile doesn't look amazing as far as like what he's actually done on the field. Like last year he had like less than 500 yards, mm. but his team was, his team was really, really bad. I think they only threw for like 1300 or 1600 total somewhere in there. So like he still had a decent portion of the yards. Um, but like 0.2 strength of schedule and stuff like that. So those are all like contextualizing what he is, but I think there's an upside there. I think I was talking to Matt, didn't you say like he, he kind of reminds you of a, bit of a little bit of like a Martavis Bryant or was that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how I see him. Yeah. Just to chime in here, truly freaky stuff. Uh, you say in your article, absurd 42-inch vertical, which is absolutely insane, and then a 130-inch broad jump, which is 10 inches longer uh, than, like, the NFL average at the Combine. So, I mean, we're talking about really psychotic uh, athletic ability here. We'll see if it translates to being a good wide receiver, um, but certainly an interesting guy to keep an eye on. 
Um, another guy I don't know too much about, Anthony Brown, but he's a four-star, 5'10", 170, committed to UK. Uh, Matt, you've gone real deep into the receivers. Are you familiar with this guy? Uh, yeah, I am. And uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not very high on uh, Anthony Brown. So he's definitely not 5'10". Just, you know, turning on the film, you can immediately see that. On three, he's got him listed at 5'8 and a half, which I think looks about right, 160. And, uh, yeah, people – I've already seen people throw around the Wantel comp. I don't see that. You know, he looks pretty fast. I don't think we have a mile-per-hour time on him. But, you know, he looks pretty fast on tape. Okay after the catch, but not enough to put him anywhere near that Wandell category. And uh, the Kentucky wide receiver room is just about to be loaded because they got Barry on last year. They got Dane Key's already doing Dane Key, yep, Dane Key. And then they have Shamar Porter coming in, who yeah. is also the top 10 freak list guy. So, All right. It's, you know, he's, he doesn't look bad, but there's not going to be enough uh, targets to go around. All right, moving on then. Malik Elzey uh, going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati pulled in a four-star. 6'3", 200-pound uh, Elzey committed to the Bearcats. You don't see tons of that four-stars going to G5, but obviously Cincinnati's kind of like a premium G5. Any thoughts on Malik Elzey? Um, this is a, this, so Notre Dame was on this guy. They actually offered him. Now, I don't know how many Power 5 offers he got, but th- he's from – the Chicago area, which Notre Dame uh, generally tries to tap into. And if Brian Kelly was still there, like this is a guy that they would have taken because he would have given up on, like, there's no way he would have pursued like Jaden Greathouse. He would have, he would have gave up on Texas and all this. I don't know. Mostly like a jump ball guy from, from what I remember from watching him. So he wasn't someone to get excited for, but you know, that's at the P5 level at the G5 level. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could produce there for sure. Yeah, good good point and <laughs> nice shot at Brian Kelly being lazy and recruiting. Let's finish it up because we're hitting our mark here. Dalen Smothers, running back, Oklahoma, 5'11", 182, so I hope he's really fast. Uh, haven't, haven't looked at him too much either. Some of these guys uh, down the list I've yet to really get to. So Dylan Smothers, Matt, David? Yeah, I think I clocked him at 20.7. I'm pretty sure it was sub-21, but it wasn't a bad time. Um, I like him. I don't love him. He's probably – I'd probably like him a little bit more than Gavin Sawchuk, who he's going to be competing for a similar role there at Oklahoma. Well, I, I was really low on Sawchuk. So. But uh, I, I think I like Barnes by a decent bit more than both of them. If he could beat out Sawchuk, he'll be their uh, change of pace guy, third down back. Okay. That works. Not everybody's going to be the next superstar. Not everyone's going to be the next Julio or Waddle or – Tyree Kill, all the guys we comped on the freak list. Um, awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. And we will do it again next week. Hopefully, we'll have some more good commitments. And just to tease a little bit, so Matt revealed something he'd been working on um, to our group Slack. And it's not exactly going to be player-related, but it's some of this kind of metrics behind you know what we can expect in the future for some of these guys. And I think it's going to be a very interesting topic. So. Tune in next week. We'll reveal what that is. For Matt and David, this has been The Official.